Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jack Disney Show, the show where we talk about everything film, comics, and, of course, Disney. I'm your host, Jack Disney. Now, today's episode is part two of me and Obed's WandaVision discussion, and we're going to talk about episode two, so let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy, and without further ado, WandaVision part two. Okay, so Obed, episode two starts off with a thud. Let's get it. Yes, the thud. Yeah, so thud thud. What was that? Uh, uh yeah, I was confused. I was like, is because they vision mentioned like a burglar, uh, burglar. But I was like, do you think a burglar is just like punching your wall repeatedly? Yeah. So I think, and then the thudding happened twice later, and we'll talk about both of those. I think it's people trying to get in, but then like the sitcom world transforms it, right? Like, yeah. And we'll talk about the helicopter and the beekeeper. Those were the two big, big ones of this episode. Oh, and Dottie, of course. Dottie, but I, I'm talking about like things trying to get in and impossibly changing, or like the what happens to do with the thud. Yeah, which of course is like I mentioned in the previous episode, um, where like where like uh, like mentioned previously um, about how like. It's that sitcom-y horror feel. It's like, in an average sitcom, it's like that whole thud scenario would have been just like, oh, that was just a funny little scene to, like, get to know them better. But because this show is what it is, you know, like I mentioned, everything has that, like, different meaning and stuff. So, like, if this was I Love Lucy and that happened, it would have been like, oh, that was a cute little scene where the couple talked. But because it's like this show, it's like there's some meaning behind that sound. Like, you know, like you said, someone trying to get in or something like that. Totally. Yeah, also, I liked the how it was so black and white. So at first you think, oh, it's the same kind of thing. Totally different feel than the last episode, I thought. Yeah. Like, def- totally different sitcom, totally different thing. Last episode was 1950s, Dick Van Dyke, Isle of Lucy. This is supposed to be like Bewitched, another show that I never watched. But as we were watching it, my mom was like, oh, that's Bewitched. I guess it was like on reruns in the 80s. But, but yeah, like, so that's what this is based on. And in that show, it would be... There was this girl who was like a witch, I think, and then she would their witch shenanigans would ensue, much like in this episode. I think it was a thing uh, yes. where the one guy would reveal too much, and so she had to like undo things, like what Wanda does at, later in this episode, like where yeah. you know Vision lifts a piano and she's like, "Oh, it's a paper cutout. <laughs> we don't want to reveal our powers, Vision." You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. But. Um. But yeah, also, I liked how it signified a new era of sitcoms, which, bit of a history lesson, back in the 50s, it was not considered appropriate to have, like, even if the couple is married, they could not be in the, shown in the same bed together or anything like that, thing like that. You couldn't even imply that. So if you watch I Love Lucy, they're both in separate beds. Like, they both sleep in separate beds. But then as years went on, sitcoms were went on, sitcoms were like, what does it matter, you know? And so yeah. it was like one bet. And, and now sitcoms like Friends that just went the completely other direction. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so in the beginning of this episode, the two beds come together as one. So I thought that was a neat little nod to both sitcom history and then also signifying we're moving into a new era here. Which, yeah, I thought that was that was my first thought when the the second episode started. I was like, "Wait, they're married. Why are they in separate beds? This is kind of weird." But right, then but watch I was like, oh, that makes sense. Her and Ricky are in separate beds, so yeah. So but, I guess just being true to the sitcom. 
did you did you grow up watching I Love Lucy like I did? Um, I didn't as much. I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen the um where she has a like not Vegemite. What's that thing she tries and she like for a commercial? But you can't keep a straight face. I, I've seen that. I've seen a couple of other clips, and obviously I know about it, but I never really like watched it. Watched it, you know? Yeah, I think I only watched it because it's like, oh, we have the DVDs. My parents like it. Okay, you know. And I was a yeah. little, and I'm like, oh, the chocolate episode. That's funny. It's there's a famous episode with chocolate where she and Ethel start throwing chocolate at each other after a while, and <laughs> it's just shenanigans. Uh, it was a very shenanigans ensue kind of a show. Yeah. Which this one was very much, but this one was more like Bewitched. But yeah. and then you go into the, oh, and then the thud thud turns out it was a tree, but I, obviously I think it was something more. Uh, then yeah. we go into the intro, and oh man, the intro, dude. So if you oh yeah, the whole animated intro. Yeah, so Bewitched had like an animated intro as well, I I believe, but and so I immediately caught on to that, but then. There were so many Easter eggs. Did you catch any? Oh, no, I wasn't I wasn't oh. really looking, which I should have been paying attention to. Yeah, so I've watched it twice and then watched a bunch of Easter egg breakdowns, so like I've noticed a lot of stuff. But but when I watched it the second time, before I watched any breakdowns or anything, I noticed like four major Easter eggs within this intro. One was when Vision is yeah, it shows him getting ready for his day and everything. He passes by what appears to be the helmet of the Marvel villain Grim Reaper. You know oh, oh, I didn't even see that. I, I think I know about him, um, embarrassingly, from a Lego game. Other than that, don't know much about him. No, Lego games are... Dude, Lego games are the best. Lego games are sick. You're never too old to play a Lego game. No, because I'm not a huge gamer, the only video games I own is Lego Batman 3, Minecraft, and then a Star Wars game I haven't opened yet. Nice. <laughs> but yeah they have the grim reaper's helmet which he's like a, a popular marvel villain who fights the avengers and stuff but then when wanda's at the grocery store and you see geraldine who we will talk about we will talk about Geraldine. yes but you see her next to geraldine in the grocery store the cartoon versions uh-huh. and in the background there are posters for for like you know things to sell at the grocery store one of them is wonder yeah. This is possibly a reference to Wonder Man, who is has nothing to do with Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman, <laughs> but yeah, Wonder Man in the comics is he's an Avenger that I think Scarlet Witch is, has a thing for, and then he dies, but his brain waves are put inside Vision, and that's the version of Vision that Wanda marries in the comics and has kids with and everything. Uh-huh. And then Wonder Man comes back, and Vision's back to normal Vision. And there's some sort of weird love triangle thing. Very interesting. I did not know any of this. Also, I believe, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I believe that Wonder Man is Grim Reaper's brother. Huh. Hold on. Let me... Very different people. What? I said very different people. (laughs) Wonder Uh, Man and the physical entity of death. Grim Reaper. He's just a bad guy who calls himself the Grim Reaper, I think. Oh, okay, gotcha. He's part of a team of villains. Uh, yeah, he, he's with Ultron sometimes. He's Hydra, which a lot of Hydra talk that we will... Get. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, so Grim Reaper and Wonder Man. So, And I think Wonder Man, his name's Simon Williams. 
I can't remember which movie, but there's a movie that references someone named Simon Williams. Hmm. One of the MCU movies? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, I'll look that up while we, while we keep talking. But, but yeah, so that was one neat strike in the intro. Then another one was a poster for Bova's Milk. And it showed a picture of a cow. And this is a very, very strange Easter egg. But Bova, in the comic books, Wanda and Quicksilver have a very bizarre, convoluted backstory full of retcons and everything. Or the writer's <laughs> retcon is basically where a writer goes back and says, actually, this is how it happened. But Yeah, basically changes what already happened. But originally it was Wanda and Vision were found by Bova, who's like a weird hybrid cow-human. And Bova Fett? Bova, with the V. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. So Bova sort of raised them, but also uh, she was created by the High Evolutionary, whose first name just so happens to be Herbert. <laughs> oh, oh, like like the Fantastic Four robot. No, that's Herbie. Oh, dang it. No, Herbert was a guy in this episode. Oh, I didn't really catch on their names much. Who was he? He was the um, he was the the sort of chubby guy who works with vision like oh yeah 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 Yeah, so that was his name was herbert and so i immediately cut that like oh okay you've already referenced bova now you're referencing someone named herbert so but the high evolutionary for years it was implied that he gave wanda and quicksilver their power somehow but then it was revealed no 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 they're mutants they were magneto's kids oh yes comic book called wanda and scarlet or called Scarlet Witch and Vision. It was revealed that Scarlet Witch was uh, Magneto's daughter. And that comic book has been said to be an inspiration for this show. Like one of many amongst House of M and in a Vision comic book series. So who knows where they're going with that. Maybe Magneto shows up. I somehow I'd be crazy. But I think some sort of Can you imagine Wanda looking back on her life? It's like, yeah, I was raised by this half cow, half man, and then I married a robot guy and then went to the sixties because why not? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's gonna show some of her origins what they've said, so we might get a little (laughs) bit of both of the cow. Nice. You always need a little more cow in your life. We talk about though how it's Bova's milk as in like she's selling her own milk. That's a little gross, but okay. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Maybe it's maybe we're overthinking it. Yeah, maybe, but maybe just a little bit. That's something that popped in my head, seeing Bova's milk. And then the other one, and this is the one that really that confirms some of the theories I had in episode one. It was called Auntie A's Kitty Litter. Ooh. And Agatha Harkness in the comic books is like. The striking image of her is her holding her, is her holding her, her cat, her, her cat. She has a cat, and it's Auntie A. Mm. And I'm pretty sure Agatha maybe sorta starts with an A. I think so. I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> but yeah, so that's another like, okay, you're dropping subtle hints. I get what you're putting down. Dropping bombs left and right. Yeah. So again, more in this episode of weird Wanda powers that seemingly come out of nowhere. Uh, I love the whole magic trick stuff. That was that was hilarious. Yeah, that whole sequence was classic shenanigans. Yeah. What well, about the goofballs? Yeah, but uh, and then we meet Geraldine, 
and oh, I might yes. be going a bit out of chronological order here. Actually, no, I'm going to go back because uh, we accidentally skipped the helicopter bit. Oh, yes, yes. Very important scene. Wanda's home. She hears more thud. She thud, thud, thud. And so she goes outside to find a toy helicopter. Not just any toy helicopter. This toy helicopter has the sword symbol on it, but not just that. It's in color. It's in Technicolor. Which supports um, what you said about the earlier thuds potentially being like someone trying to get in because obviously something from color, so potentially meaning something from outside of this weird reality has come into this reality after the thuds. Yeah, and we'll talk about this more with the beekeeper, but I think whatever comes in sort of gets transformed into a sitcom thing. So, like, obviously, sword helicopters weren't flying around in Isle of Lucy. So a sword helicopter comes in, and it's transformed into a toy. Yeah. That's what I think is up. Uh, And I think it being color is just a sign that slowly everything's becoming color. There's, like, slowly bits and pieces that are color especially red, which may be another... Yeah, a lot of red. Mephisto. A lot of red in this episode. Mephisto uh, or just one. But... Uh, but yeah, a lot of red. Uh, the helicopter also had yellow on it. But yeah, I, I think the red is significant, I think. I think there's something to the red. Yeah. So then she's, as soon as she starts to be like, oh, what's the, hel- do, what, what's the, the helicopter's deal, you know? Oh, yeah. oh, hey, look, it's Agnes. <laughs> yep, there's another distraction. Everything back to normal. Yep, you know, it's, it's Agnes. Good old Agnes. She shows up in this episode. She's great. Catherine Hahn's great in this episode. Uh, I, I probably liked her more in this one than I did in the last one. She was a yeah. bit, Not that but, she was bad in the last one. She was meant to be over-the-top 1950s Ethel from Isle of Lucy. But her yeah. performance, I think, just felt a little more real in this episode. And I think that'll happen as it goes on like they'll feel yeah and this scene was another scene that really shows how agnes is like her friend but like just you get that feeling that you can't trust her wholeheartedly there's the star of the show like come on yeah yeah so again um geraldine so they go to the the women's thing there's Dottie, who is the wife of guy with mustache who's hilarious uh, so there's Dottie, and we'll talk about her in a minute. But Wanda meets her new friend, Geraldine. Now, spoilers, this actress was confirmed to be playing an older version of Monica Rambo from Captain Marvel. Huh. I did not know that, actually. Yeah, so, like, she introduced herself as Geraldine. I'm like, either it's, like, a coincidence, like, it's just the same actress, but highly doubtful. Or Mar- yeah. Marvel's been le- misleading us with Monica being in the show. Again, highly doubtful because she's in the trailers and posters and everything. But I think maybe she's been affected by the reality. She thinks she's someone. Yeah, who- she could have been one who tried to enter and was like changed. Yeah. Also, though, she seemed like she made up the name on the spot. I'm uh, Geraldine. Yeah, my name's Geraldine. Yeah, that's true. Five I got. Yeah, so then uh, what's we? Uh huh. Of course, well, we had the next sequence with the uh, with Wanda and Dottie. Yes, which is that scene was a big, a big uh, scene. Very important. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So the radio, it starts playing the music. And also, this will have to do with what we're about to talk about. The Marvel Studios logo, this is like going way back to episode one. The Marvel Studios logo, I really enjoyed that. I liked how it showed Infinity War and in-game clips. I yeah, 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 I noticed that. But the part like the updated... that I want to talk about right now, how it turns like black and white and then becomes like a square. But then you hear the sound quality sort of shrink into like cruddy 1950s TV sound quality. Did you know? Yeah. So then that comes to play in this where you're listening to the radio. She's playing some song. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, the quality starts to get better, I thought. Maybe this was just me hearing things. But I thought the quality started to get better. And then you hear, Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, Wanda. And like over the music that's getting louder and louder and everything's all intense. And Wanda's like, yo, what in the world is going on here? Dottie's yeah. like, yo, what, who are you? What, what, what's going on here? All of a sudden, as soon as... Yeah, the way like everything, like the background noise drowns yeah. out with the radio and like... You know, Dottie's looking all serious right at her, like, who are you, Wanda? That was, yeah, ugh, very tense. It was like that choking scene from the first episode on steroids. Equivalent to that, for sure. Uh, so, and then all of a sudden, distraction! Her all glass sudden, shatters. Explosion, glass shatters in Dottie's hand. She's gushing blood. It's red. I know, again, like it's you red. said, they're red. So they clean it up, and then Dottie says some remark. I didn't quite get what she meant. By what she said like what, what's going on there but uh, I, I forget the exact line but she said something that kind of made me go wait what and then the conversation was kind of over and she left and it's like okay that which is what that whole scene kind of does like right after you're like wait huh like what just happened like Arthur scene yeah just like that then um she seems like she broke out of the illusion just like Wanda did for a split second where she's like all mean Dottie who are you? Who are you? And then, you know, oh, I'm bleeding. I'm back to mean Dottie. Like, yeah. So Arthur was like, what, what's going on? Oh, hey, Vision, you got the promotion, pal. Yeah, exactly. It feels like, like you said, like they're like, they're trapped here and they're like trying to get out. And there's like little hints of that that they show until it's like, oh, and we're back. It's like they're trying to get hints out to like, you know, like they're trying to get out of whatever this weird reality world thing is. I like to think that Agnes is crouching in a bush, just like waving her hand, like causing this to happen. <laughs> she's just like crouching in a bush. And then maybe her <laughs> husband about walks up and is like, yo, honey, what are you doing? Shh, I'm manipulating I'm Wanda here. Shut up. I have to focus. I'm, I have unlimited power now that I've teamed up with Evil Toaster. Yeah. Can we talk about Ralph? Yes. So Ralph... For those of you who don't remember, it's her husband she's always referencing and kind of throwing under the bus and everything. Uh, for comedic <laughs> and if this were any sitcom, we'd just be like, oh, that's funny. But this isn't any sitcom. This is WandaVision. So who is Ralph? Here's my totally out there theory, but it's what I immediately thought watching the episode. Mephisto. Ralph equals Mephisto. It's very uh, out there, <laughs> but definitely I potential. Not, I think there's a Personally, reason Ralph that or he's like some rotting corpse in her attic and she's trying to be like yep you know my husband ralph i totally have a husband ralph yeah that's or, you know, you know, my theory is um after breaking out of the video game wreck it ralph has come oh. into this reality oh okay get <laughs> out there but you know we're dealing with like stuff. i mean i think it's pretty realistic it's pretty down to earth to me it, yeah i mean it makes total sense <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, no, but I like the idea that he's Mephisto 
just because like she's working with Mephisto, maybe Ralph is Mephisto. Like maybe all of a sudden you meet Ralph in a few episodes, and what what's his name? Paul Bettany Vision is talking to Ralph at, at a bar or something. All of a sudden, Ralph's uh-huh. eyes are red. He grows horns. It's like, oh my goodness. Like yeah, or um, like talking about the the red accents before. If he had like flash red eyes for a second, like for color and for the red, that would be really cool. You know, yeah. something like that. Some well, hint. we're going into full color, but yes, I, I get what you're saying. It, it, his eyes are brown and they like flash red or something. I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the commercial. There was another commercial. Oh yes, this is this is another big topic of the episode. So before anything was mentioned near the end, right when they said Strucker, I was like, bro, wait, isn't that the name of the, the guy in Age of Ultron, the Hydra guy? Yeah. Who, for those of you who don't remember Age of Ultron, is responsible for Wanda and Quicksilver, like their powers and everything. He sort of quote-unquote raised them, supposedly. Yeah. Um, he and the- he's that, that Hydra, the bald Hydra dude with the spectacle that Captain America beats up in the first scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so I caught that and I'm immediately like, oh, okay. So this is Wanda's like memories sort of messing with her, I guess. But, yeah. and then the ticking, it went tick, 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 like going faster, faster, faster. And well, you, the thing is, it's, um, it's like, obviously, you know, it's leading to something because this, like you said, this isn't just any sitcom. This is WandaVision, but they both have explanations, you know? Like, the ticking is just the toaster cooking, or the ticking is just the watch, you know, operating. So, I guess it has... Like, what in the world? Yeah, so it's like, it has an explanation, but you know that it's, like, it's obviously something more than that, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and again, if you were just watching this with zero context, if you had never seen a Marvel movie, you wouldn't catch these sort of things, you know? It'd just be like... Oh, this is kind of a weird sitcom. Oh, okay, okay, we'll see where this yeah. goes. But since you know what the Marvel Universe is, you know the rules and everything, it's like, okay, something's up here. Yeah. Right, and, and then, of course... Great job of being subtle like that, but you clearly know something is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, after realizing the name Strucker, they really just put it right out there when you see the watch face, and it has the Hydra symbol on it. Yeah, Hail Hydra. yeah. So back to the episode. Uh, let's talk about Vision for a minute. Uh, Vision's whole subplot. That whole scene I thought was great. Him with the boys, you know. I love that yeah. little scene. Hanging with the boys. Hanging with the boys, you know. And then he chews some gum. And I love the little animation it did that looked sort of like Bewitched. Yeah, and it was like the, the theme song as well, you know, where it had that little animation. Very, like comical you know with the gears and obviously not at all realistic to what vision actually looks like yeah yeah totally but you know the gum messes with him and he's drunk basically yeah it very much feels like you know an old sitcom where they would get drunk or like an old kid show where they act drunk but they're not drunk because it's a kid's show so they come up with some crazy ex- explanation yeah like in toy story same thing with the beds but it's like you're in toy story when he's like uh playing with andy or with Sid's sister, and it's like he's drunk. Yes, bit. Yeah. That whole bit. But yeah, drunk vision was hilarious. I know, because Paul Bettany is so, like, refined and very British in all of his roles, and then to hear him, to see him, like, with his hair all, like, messed up and him walking around like a drunkard, you're like, (laughs) just a whole different, like, 
Can I just say how I love Paul Bettany? Like, I haven't seen him in anything yeah. not Marvel except for Solo, which I actually loved him in Solo. Like, I just rewatched. Yeah, it. he was good. Solo. But, like, he's great as Jarvis. His sarcastic wit is great. But, and then you, you get to Vision, and his performance is, is sort of serious, and it's great. And you get to see his face, finally. Right, and he has so much, I don't know what the right word is, but, like, he has so much good range as an actor, I feel like. You watch, yeah. Vision, you watch Solo, and then you watch Civil War, but then you go back to Iron Man. All of those different movies, he's totally different, and it, it, he's great. He's, he's just great. Which, yeah, supported the whole thing of him, like, slowly evolving from just an AI that Tony Stark made to, like, more of, like, an actual, like, living thing with personality, and then eventually, when he gets his own body becoming Vision, you know, and like they mentioned in Infinity War, when he like runs off and Tony doesn't know where he is, you know, he's like becoming his own self. He's almost like a teenager where he's like, I wouldn't say he's a teenager, but yeah, I get what you're finding himself. Not a kid anymore. Like yeah. He lives life on his own, not as Tony Stark's computer. Yeah. I, I really like, I like his character development. I'm, I thought his death was like super well done. I thought it was great. So I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm trying not to, even though we're theorizing like crazy that Mephisto is every little thing and there's an evil toaster <laughs> controlling everything, but I think the Vision, I don't, ultimately I don't want to like figure out how Vision's back just because I want to be surprised, but also I don't think it's really Vision, and so I'm kind of bracing myself for that, but yeah, I don't want it to be like, hey, Vision's back, he's an Avenger, he'll be in Avengers 5. I don't want that to be the case. I want it to be like, and I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84 yet, but I th- I've heard that, like, you know, in that movie, I assume that Steve Trevor, don't confirm this, but I assume Steve Trevor, you know, has to leave again because obviously he's not alive for BVS or Justice League. And so I assume it'll be a thing like that. Uh, yeah. That sort of thing where it's like, oh, her long lost love. Oh, she, he leaves. Except in this version, I think Vision will die or whatever, and that will be Wanda's snapping point. Like I think she, yeah. I think she's the villain of Doctor Strange two. She's of course not just the villain, but she's the villain, and as of now, she doesn't know it yet. You know. Yeah, I think maybe in Doctor Strange two, like the main, the behind the scenes villain will be like Nightmare or Mephisto or something. Which Nightmare could also be the cause of all this because. Disney might not be too keen on having the literal devil be the villain of the show. Yes, and do you know what I just realized? Yo, do you what? remember when we talked about on the, the monitor at the end of the first episode, the red and green line? If you see in the comic Nightmare, he wears green. That's so point. that could be a potential explanation if Nightmare and not Mephisto. Yeah, I could see Marvel combining Nightmare and Mephisto. Maybe yeah, just kind of making one character with elements of both. Yeah, I think Nightmare's kind of a dumb name. I think Mephisto, it'll be Mephisto for story purposes with Agnes and everything, but with more elements of Nightmare and he's just like a demon, it's not like, hey, look, it's Satan, but named Mephisto. Because I think, and the theory is that the Mephisto was going to be in Doctor Strange 2 and then the director like left because he was like, Disney's censoring this too much. I think that's the theory on the conspiracy on why the original director left the production for, of Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> But because it had something to do with creative differences, Disney not letting him do everything he wanted to do because they're Disney uh-huh. or the rest. <laughs> Much like Sam Raimi, but Sam Raimi can keep it kid-friendly as we see with Spider-Man. But Yeah. 
also, there's another Sam Raimi movie that we will be talking about later because it's referenced in the trailers for WandaVision in future episodes, but that is Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, yes. Wait, that, did he direct that movie? What? Yeah, Sam Raimi. Did, did. I, didn't, I did not know that. I love that movie. I think it's underrated. Yeah, that's a good one. I only saw it once a while back, so it's been, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember liking it. It's been like a year or so since I've last watched it. I've only seen it two or three times, but I, I really enjoy it. Uh, but anyways, getting back on track here. But yeah, I think Nightmare or Mephisto is behind this. I think they're going to merge the two. Sort of like how yeah. with Guardians 2, they merged Ego and Jason, I think is his name, uh, Star-Lord's dad. They sort of merged the two into one character. Yeah. Or like um, Ned and Ganke. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a merger, but it was like a different version of that character. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, and then there was another one. Oh, Hela. Hela had elements of Gore the God Butcher, who is a Thor villain, infused into her. But now they're doing Gore the God Butcher for Thor 4. He's being oh, Love by, and Thunder? Yeah, and he's being played by Christian Bale. So oh, really? Oh, how are they going to do that if they already took parts of his story and gave it to Hela? But, you know, we'll see. I trust them. But But, yeah, so I think... Yeah, I think Mephisto and Nightmare have something to do with this, but... Yes. So then back to the episode after the commercial. After the commercial, we see Vision. He gets drunk dumb. Oh, we get <laughs> the, the talent show, which... Yes. The For the Children, For the Children, which was early. Yeah, that was... Felt very cult-like, and then he realized, I haven't seen any kids in these last two episodes. That's true. And then, there have but, been no children at all. I think we realized what they're referring to by the end of the episode for the children. Wanda is having. Oh, yes. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Yes, for the the children. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the meaning behind for the children. But yeah, it was very weird, very cult like. Uh, Yeah, that was definitely added to the eerie feeling of the whole show. Right, but it didn't, it wasn't on the nose. They didn't play. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, fun sitcom, you know, for the children. Yeah, it's like what they've done with everything else. Very subtle. They don't throw anything in your face. It's very, like, you it's wouldn't cool. notice it unless you're kind of looking for it. There's some scenes where it's sort of, in, like, when the music changes and you see one of it. Yeah. On purpose to get you on edge. But for the most part, it stays very subtle, and I enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, then, so I was trying to spot any Easter eggs that I could. The department store behind them is called Wentworth's. And so I looked it up because that felt like something that would be a name of a Marvel character. But yeah. I looked it up. There's some random girl who's sort of a bad guy. She's an agent of Hammer and then part of the Dark Avengers. And her last name's Wentworth. But it doesn't seem like <laughs> it has anything to do with WandaVision. So I didn't. Yeah, it could have just been a coinkinink. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, but then we get to. Uh, this is when I noticed Herbert. Oh, Herbert, High Evolutionary. That whole connection there. Yeah. Uh, talked about it earlier with the boba's milk. <laughs> uh, and then I noted again, specifically in this part, more Infinity Stone powers from Wanda. And then... Yes. Shenanigans. It's the whole... Oh, yeah. Quick bit. It, was, it was good. It wasn't... It was just, you know, part of the story. I don't think there's anything really to break down here other than it was great. It was hilarious. It was sort of like the Bewitched yeah. show. 
Uh, so but then, then, of course, we have the ending. To the ending. So we Bro. find Wanda is pregnant, which we knew this already, I think, from the trailers. There's shots of her pregnant and then shots of her with two babies, the twins, who in the comic book, she envisioned... The Olsen twins. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, no, but they're going to do a full house parody, and you know they're going to joke about that because Elizabeth Olsen is the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Yeah. So, but... but my question is, um, obviously this is all very mystical and different reality, but, like, if this wasn't, how would a vision and, 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 and human equal pregnant? <laughs> just... Uh, just um, <laughs> I'm assuming you have a very scientific explanation for me. I don't really want to go down that trail, Obed. Okie dokie, then. I guess we'll keep moving on, then. Well, you know, when the Scarlet Witches and the a- android robots come together. <laughs> when, the, when, when a Scarlet Witch and a, and a robot love each other. <laughs> yeah, no, but in the comics, they did have twins. Wiccan and Speed are their names. Uh, I don't this know. Some very interesting name choices. Speed, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out what his powers are. But I'm assuming it's like teleportation or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so they have babies, and it's like a magical sort of thing because, hey, she's magic. So I think that was the explanation. Also, so she the- used magic to impregnate it- herself. Hey, Palpatine could have babies. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That- Anyways, um, so back to the so the ending of the episode. Apart from the fact that we find out that she's pregnant, you do you remember what happens before that? They hear or another. It- it's after. Yes. We oh, it is. Okay. Twice. Like uh, when it replays. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see. Oh. We hear the thud, of course. You hear the thud. All of a sudden, it goes from happy sitcom. The second, I don't know how they did it. I still can't place my finger. It was so many subtle, subtle things. But the second you go outside, like it's all happy sitcom, you hear the thud, it's still sort of happy sitcom. The second it cuts outside, something's off. I know that that like uh, sidewalk with the lights was so like eerie. That was creepy. What it was, man. I guess it was like some subtle change in music. I don't know. I'm going to have to rewatch that scene. I just like had the most uncomfortable feeling. The second it cut there, all of a sudden my spine just like, this chill went over and it was just something about it was just creepy. It was very yeah. creepy. So great job, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You scared us. Five the second they walk out. And then you see the, the sewer thing moving. And at this point, I kind of know what's going to happen just because I've seen the trailers, uh, the shot of the beekeeper again. Oh, I have Marvel has been so good with their trailers of not revealing anything until WandaVision. Until WandaVision. So, what was next? Oh, they're preg- So she's pregnant. They go outside. It's creepy horror vibe. And you yeah, the, the beekeeper. You see the sewer move and beekeeper. Not beekeeper. Vision like kind of comes close to Wanda, hugging her. You know something's about to go down. And she's like, Vision, what is that? Yeah, and then that's another moment where it started to feel like they broke out of sitcom mode, and we're talking yeah. normal, just like that. It, Sort of like, okay, takes over. My head's hurting. Like earlier in the first episode with the other lady. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way. Just the change in tone of their voices sounded like, oh, it's Marvel now. And yeah. Keeper come out. 
And I, I, it looks like he had a sword symbol on his back. Wasn't totally sure. But what in the stinking world was with the beekeeper? That was so creepy. And that's another thing that they did that we've talked about, I know, over and over again about the horror is like, you don't have to have an actual visually scary face. Just like, you know, the, the, like the whole atmosphere and like his silhouette is creepy enough. You know, you don't have to give him some like, ooh, scary face, you know, like they just accomplished so much more by like making it just kind of like eerie and not having to like actually like animate a creepy face or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it did a great job. I tried to like pause it and see if I could recognize the face. Uh, I, I, it's very hard to tell. It sort of looked like Paul Bettany for a minute. It probably wasn't him. That's probably Dick. But if it is, that would I, be insane. Um, but, but yeah. So the beekeeper, and then this part is when I was like, "Yo, what in the actual world is going on here?" When Wanda just goes, "No." And then it rewinds. It's like Will I know. Video. No, it's I got I got this whole <laughs> I got this feeling like if it was something that Wanda created, it's it's like she's running away and this really gave it it's like she's maybe there was some big crazy event that happened before they went into this world and it's like she's running away from whatever problem or villain this is and she's you know, she's trying to keep it happy and sitcom and everything's lighthearted, but you know, every now and again, there's these like instances and little hints that this world isn't real and this isn't what you think it is. And it's like, she's like trying to like ignore all the bad stuff and trying to keep it lighthearted and sitcom-y. But like, you know, like in that sense, instance, it's like, it was too big to ignore that she had to just like rewind it. And it was, it was whole, it was just such a crazy thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the vibe I got was maybe Either she knows more than we're letting on, which I think that scene sort of confirms in some ways. I think she's either in total control and is the secret villain of this whole thing, and maybe Agnes is someone who's being held captive. What if they, like, totally flip the script and, like, Agnes is the protagonist? I think that's doubtful, but that would be a very interesting twist. Uh, Yeah. Or if if she was the villain, if, like, Vision was, you know, a sort of protagonist. Yeah. The whole thing of, like, they love each other, but they would have to be, like, pitted against each other. But also, Vision's not real, clearly. Like, there's Yeah, that's true. Real. So, like, he has to come to grips with that, and it's like, oh, man, what does this mean? Wanda maybe gets heartbroken that the Vision that she created is turning on her? I don't know. There's so many crazy directions they could go after these two episodes. But does Wanda, when she... Yeah. Does she even remember what just happened? Because they both act like nothing just happened. They say the lines of dialogue exactly the same. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. Is like, obviously, she rewinded everything on command. But yeah, yeah that, that was what I was wondering, too. Is like, do you, like, does she know, does she remember what just happened? Or did she, like, reset herself along with everything else? Yeah. Yeah, I... Or maybe Sword. It's like I think it's probably a member of Sword trying to go in to get her out, and maybe she starts to realize over the course of these two episodes, this isn't real. Uh, somebody's trying to save me, but I like it here. I want to stay here. So yeah, like, exactly. Not, it's like um, it's like sort of Stockholm. Whenever I've seen The Matrix, what I always think about is like, yeah, it's so cool that Neo, 
you know, would like take the red pill and fight the bad guys. But like, let's be real. Most people would take the blue pill and go back to their daily life. Cause it's like, even if this is fake, I like it here, you know, like, yeah, you I know, I have a, I know the plot of it. And yeah, I would, I don't, I don't want to say I would pick. So it could be like that situation where she's like, I know this is fake, but like, I don't want to leave because, you know, I'm married to the, I was about to say man that I love, Android that I love and like everything is going my way and we're like settling into this new life. And like, I don't want to leave this behind and go back to the crazy superhero fighting villains and whatever sword is trying to do, you know? And she also knows if she goes back, vision won't be there. Maybe, maybe for a split second, she remembers yeah. everything. Maybe seeing the beekeeper, brings back memories and she's like yo i don't want to leave vision she rewinds it and it forgets it all happened yeah yeah so yeah she essentially is choosing to take the blue pill and forget the whole thing happened is kind of what i'm thinking yeah and that something else will have to happen and then agatha or agnes sorry we haven't been confirmed it's agatha uh, but Agnes, you know, does something that makes her realize, like, oh, this is bad. Okay. Yeah. Or and comes down to like so, and Mephisto's like, you could stay here with Vision, or Vision dies, but you get to like live life on Earth. Like, that be a big moment, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. That's what's intriguing to me. But yeah, there's just so many directions they could take. What's happening? Yeah, for sure. Also. Talking about the beekeeper for a minute, this may be a huge stretch, but I noticed hexagons are everywhere in this. They're in the closing credits of the first one, and at first I thought, oh, you know, that's just looks like I Love Lucy kind of, but then they do it again in the second one, even though it's a totally different type of sitcom. So I think that was on purpose, like, oh, the hexagons are here to stay, okay. And then you see the stars in the intro form a hexagon. And then beekeeper... Yeah, and there were the credits. Honeycombs or hexagons... Is oh, that... that's that's true. I didn't even think of that. That's but true. and in the credits too, you know, the credits that had all the different like red and yellow and green like cube things that I think were also hexagons, if I remember correctly. Out of whatever this is, why was this specific agent dressed as a beekeeper? Is a big question. So Maybe he's just trying to be. I think what's going on is, like I said, whatever goes into that reality gets warped. So he went in with the hazmat suit, and the reality, whoever's oh, oh you kind of look like a beekeeper. You're a beekeeper. Yeah, and a beekeeper is the thing. You know, like, this is like your average suburban town. You know, that's a that's a not super uncommon thing to see. Yeah. And, yeah, that does look like a hazmat suit, so that would be cool. You know, because obviously they've tried to contact her, and they don't know what this reality's like, so they sent someone in with the necessary precautions, like a hazmat suit. And so after the radio and the just so much different stuff, I'm really excited to see where they take this. I really can't wait until the next episodes come out. Yeah. Yeah. But so is there another scene at the end of this episode where it zooms out to another monitor again? If, do I remember? No, but I remember you hear someone saying Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda. Yeah. So there's that. That was interesting also even even the person saying that as weird as it was even the way they said it was uncanny because it was like there was like no space in between the wandas it was like wanda 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 who's doing this to you wanda like, you know like it sounded like and he's in the show randall park jimmy who played jimmy Wu in ant-man the wasp the fbi oh agent. yeah 
he is confirmed to be in the show. He's in the trailers and posters and everything. That sounded like him. So I think that's, I think that's. Yeah. Him. So maybe his uh, goofball FBI persona was act is like an a persona because he's part of sword. No way. He like goes from random FBI agent to like sword member. Like. Yeah. It was probably just some like. Who's the cover? Yeah. Like I said, persona that he's been putting up. Yeah. And that's what. Again, what would sword want with Ant-Man though? Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff to consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe Sword just wanted to get jabs on the superhero. So if you're like, hey, you pretend to be the FBI agent who's in charge of watching Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, Sword, though, is interesting. In the comic book, Sword was sort of an X-Men thing, and they deal with extraterrestrial threats, which is why when they said Flying Saucer in the first episode, I was like, hmm... Yeah, that's definitely... And that makes sense that they were X-Men because, um, you know, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are very, like... They're kind of almost like the the midpoint between, like, Disney's rights and the MCU and then also, like, mutants and X-Men Right, stuff. for those of you who don't know, back in the 90s, Marvel sold the movie rights to different companies. They kept, like, the Avengers because they're like, yeah, nobody wants to see an Avengers movie. But they sold... Uh, yeah. yeah, who would watch an Avengers movie? Jeez. No, but they sold... The... That's so weird. So lame. Yeah. Iron Man? Pfft. But they sold X-Men to Fox, and then Fox made all the movies with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and everything. And then Marvel started doing their own things when Disney bought them. Or they had started doing it before Disney bought them, but Disney bought them after Iron Man. But Marvel started doing Avengers, and they're like, hey, let's do Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. They're both Avengers in the comics. And at the same time, X-Men is like, yo, let's do Quicksilver. He's a, a mutant character. And it was sort of this thing of, wait, who owns Quicksilver? And it was determined yeah. Quicksilver and Wanda, since they're both Avengers and they're both mutants, that they would be shared by the two companies. Now that Fox is owned by Disney, it doesn't really matter much anymore. But, but yeah, so now that they've done that, they can now start referencing mutants. And so I think they're going to start referencing. They already have with characters like Bova. Uh, like easter eggs of her and then things like sword which was owned by fox yeah 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 they wanted sword all the way back in thor the the first thor movie but they they couldn't because fox owned it yeah it's funny how many like not necessarily evil but how many organizations there are in marvel you know you got like shield and hydra and ain hydra and ain sword i'm Glad they're using it just because it's an X-Men thing. It means we're one step closer to seeing the X-Men pop up. Happy. I'm really happy with what Marvel has been doing with like with things like the mutants or like Fantastic Four or any of the other Marvel properties that they now have possession of. Because Marvel... Hmm? They announced Fantastic Four, by the way. Oh, yes. I heard about that. Yeah. Exciting. But like because of all this stuff... And because Marvel has obviously set the groundwork for everything in the past years since Iron Man in 2008, like because they know that people like Marvel and they have an audience, they don't have to rush anything to get viewers because they know they have a lot of fans. So that gives them, and and the resources as well. So they have like the ability to take their time and really like do something good with it instead of just like throwing them in just because, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally, dude. Uh, yeah, 
So, any more thoughts on WandaVision Episode 2? Uh, not that I know of, other than very good. I enjoyed it, and I'm super excited to see where this show goes. Totally. So, so yeah, we've, we've kind of talked at length about where we think the show's going. The next episode's obviously going to be a 70s thing, because, oh, we forgot to mention this, at the end of this episode, everything turns to color. Yes, yes, yes. 70s sort of maybe Brady Bunch influenced amongst other 70s sitcoms. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so so that'll be really interesting. Uh, I'm intrigued. They could do the Marvel Bunch SNL skit for the intro. I think that was... <laughs> I don't think that was SNL. I think that was Jimmy Fallon. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, that was Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, yeah. Here's a story of a Playboy genius. <laughs> Love that. I know, that was a great one. I listened to that way too many times oh same same dude same yeah uh yeah i love the marvel bunch but but yeah and i could see the intro being something similar to that to be honest but (laughs) but yeah so i'm excited for episode three i can't wait to see where it goes i think we'll so as i mentioned this is still act one so next episode three will still be act one and then we'll start getting into act two of three with episode four but so it'll still be sort of like these two where it's like not a lot happens we're still laying the groundwork probably a couple more easter eggs you know maybe a few more because episode two had more easter eggs than episode one so i think it'll like be more and more as it goes on yeah so episode three i feel like there'll be some big jaw-dropping ending like There'll be another beekeeper moment, like how the first one yeah. was the choking scene. Then the beekeeper scene is a bit more than that. Plus, you got the dotty scene, and so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we will have something that's not huge, but it tops that in some way. Yeah, that's it's gonna be crazy, and it might be another situation like after the beekeeper, where there's some crazy thing that happens at the end of the third episode that reveals a lot about what's going on and then she somehow changes it or undoes it or something like that you know can can yeah um tune back in next week we'll talk about episode three of wandavision Uh, yes i've been your host jack disney and and i've been your guest star obed schultz yeah and we will see you all next week on the jack disney show Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.